0: Welcome to Focus on the Family's weekend broadcast. We hope the following program will challenge you and encourage you in your faith journey.
1: That's what we're talking about, because we all need people that are gonna go up the hill with us. We yeah. weren't created to do life alone, and, and if that was missing, that could be a really key reason why we're feeling stuck.
0: That's Carrie Trent Stageberg talking about how to move into a place of connection and caring and calm with the support of others. Welcome to Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. Today we're going to be talking with Carrie and her dad, well-known author and speaker Dr. John Trent, about a concept called life mapping, which is a big-picture perspective that we all need
2: in life. That's good, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think it's been 40 years since Dr. Trent first did the uh, the life map. And uh, there's been a lot of people that have been helped by this. I'm thinking of the pandemic, all of its aftermath. People, I think we use the term being derailed. You know, Mm -hmm. you just just fall out of where you were headed. I saw it with the high school kids that my boys are running with. I mean, many of them didn't go to college. They had planned to go to college. But, of course, everything was shut down for a while, and they didn't go to the dorms. They didn't. Now they're ski instructors up here. And they were smart kids, STEM research kids. And hopefully that, you know, generation will get back on track. I hope they're listening to this program about life mapping today. Uh, There are eight steps to creating your own life map, which John and his daughter Carrie share in the book, Where Do I Go From Here? If you're asking that question, I think we're going to have the answer for Mm -hmm. you today, or we're going to help you find the answer. And I'm looking forward to this discussion. I am as well. And uh, Dr.
0: John Trent has been here a number of times. He's a nationally known speaker and best-selling author and President and founder of strongfamilies.com. Uh, Carrie Trent Stageberg is uh, also with uh, strongfamilies.com as a writer and speaker and co-founded a consulting company I believe uh, the return guest here and the complete title of the book published by Focus on the Family in Tyndale is Where do I Go from here Life Mapping Your Way from Personal Chaos to Purposeful Calm mm-hmm. And you can learn more about the guests and the book at focusonthefamily.com/ broadcast. Uh,
2: John and Carrie, welcome back. Hey, yeah.
3: thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. Again. Thanks. For Always us. fun.
2: Yeah. I enjoy. Now you're living down in Arizona. I love Arizona. Oh,
3: it's just wonderful, and uh, <laughs> uh, never gets hot. And oh, nice. yeah,
2: right. Oh, well, I was gonna so, say I love it, especially in January, February, when it's like minus forty here. <laughs> yep. In Colorado. Yeah, that's
1: when my husband and I come down. We're up in Seattle, so okay. we <laughs> we move in for, for the winter, basically. So, mom
2: and dad, that's it, right? Yeah. That's the winter And Now that we visit. have grandkids,
1: they're okay with. Uh, That is
2: good. Well, listen, uh, let me start with you, John. Uh, I think the right question for those that don't know about life mapping is what is life mapping and how did it uh, come to be such a big part of your ministry?
3: Well, um, it really is. I mean, we're coaching people all the time now, not just to create a life map. But we're, we're training life mapping coaches, which has really been fun. Um, but it all kind of goes back to really what's going on today so much and really what you mentioned. Uh, I'm here to tell you, we live it. There's so much chaos. There's so much change. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, what happens is in the midst of that, it's almost like we just get, you know, we just get stuck. We just shut down. And there's that sense that you know we're we're just stuck, so isn't that weird at the same time everything's changing, We don't want to change. we're just stuck. We don't know what to do. and what life mapping does is really helps you take hold of, okay what are the pictures of my life story? Does it have purpose? There's so many people today that just think there isn't a future. There is Mm. no purpose. I mean, we're hearing that constantly is a huge message on social media. And so if there was ever a fantastic time for answering that question well where do i go from here with all this chaos with all this change and that's what life mapping does and we'll get into that because yeah we'll it talk really help talk it yeah.
2: through but I, I really want to capture that person that is you know okay this sounds interesting describe the adjectives of that person that needs this yeah, well, I would say
3: for a lot of people, uh, I I think uh John you mentioned your wife does puzzles.
0: Uh, she does love puzzles. Yeah, yes. you know.
3: And uh, I live with somebody like that uh, for 40 some years, so we have a puzzle out all the time. So now try a puzzle box with no cover. You know, try a, a puzzle with no picture. Yeah, yeah. let me see. I again. I can't That's even
2: right. get started without the yeah. picture. Yeah.
3: yeah. So tr- you know, but when you when all of a sudden you see you know, just life is a bunch of pieces. Because here's something huge, okay? When life isn't connected, when you don't see any connections, then it kind of just leads to chaos. And it seems like it's all random. And for so many of us, man, we, we think my life's out of order, for right. example.
2: So you're giving me those adjectives yeah, then. Exactly. Out of order, yeah. kind of confused, don't yeah. know what to do next, Yeah. Those kinds and of and,
3: and, and they're also, I think for so many people, it's like, well, Why bother? What difference does it make to have a clear purpose in life? And and (laughs) and you know I'm just going to go with the flow. But the problem is today that is just throwing you everywhere.
2: Well, and that can be the feeling of that. It can be a little overwhelming if you're not a process person. Yeah, I kind of lean into well, God will open a door, He'll close the door. I'll wake up tomorrow and just you know see where he wants to go with me yeah and that that can be a little bit freeing but also a little bit daunting for some people we're not all wired the same
3: well and you know when things are going well that's easy to mm. you know kind of deal with but all of a sudden we're dealing with tons of people where you know for example working with this one guy and he started off playing hockey at five years old ended up at the pinnacle of hockey <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know a pro player and um now think about what that does okay you've got a clear purpose you've got all these friends and associates and everything that is you know in geared in, in, geared towards that and then he blows out his knee to the point where his his whole career is gone. Now, what has he lost? Just almost everything. And, yeah, purpose, uh, wh- direction. Purpose, direction, where he's going. So tons of people who need to answer that question, where do I go from here, are in transition. They were married, now they're a single parent. You know. Yeah.
1: They had a job, now they don't. Right,
2: Yeah. yeah all those things. Carrie, let me ask you uh, what I love about science often. Yeah. And, you know, you're a psychologist, John. Yeah. Your counselor. Yep. Um, in that context, you're pulling this right out of the book of Revelation. I yeah, think Revelation two five. Yep. So lay that groundwork for us, Carrie. How Scripture backs us up.
1: Yeah. You know, I think the thing that's so incredible about that verse is it's really, um, you know, Jesus is talking to the church and he's kind of walking them through. He tells them seven things that they did that were wonderful, but he tells them this. You know, you but you have left your first love. And he gives them a plan to get back to it. And really that plan is to remember from where you've fallen, which if you think about it, we, we don't fall from a low point. We fall from somewhere higher, right? Mm-hmm. You have to at least be upright to fall. right? Um, and then he says, repent. And then do the deeds you did at first. And really, so the Bible gives us this incredible outline or even instructional plan on here's how you can get back on track when things absolutely derail. And life mapping really gives us a process to do that. Yeah. And that's really what it's based around each of those elements the remember, the repent, and the, and the, do the deeds you did at first or get a new plan to move forward is all incorporated in life mapping through the beauty of seeing the pictures of our life story.
2: Yeah, which is great. And again, we're going to do that. We'll post that, at least that framework for the life mapping. People can get the idea. But we'll also offer you the book, which has got everything in there that you'll need. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me ask you, John, you have a story about your first day in seminary. I, I always love your first day things. First day <laughs> at school, first day yeah. at football they practice. always go
1: really they well really, for him. You're like the epitome
2: of, <laughs> yeah. uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that first day in seminary, something occurred. Uh, what happened, and well, how did it teach you something?
3: Well, it really leans into kind of where does life mapping start. So remember, Carrie mentioned remember from where you've fallen, okay? Now, for so many of us, when we're sitting down with somebody, their life's in chaos, they're stuck, they're in transition, all of that, you know, and you ask them, uh, okay, so tell me about your strengths. What's, what's, <laughs> what's the first thing they say? It's you, like, well, if yeah. I had any, you think I'd actually be in here? Right. I, and And it is amazing how challenges and transition can just wipe away you know, that sense of who we are. So what we really do is help people decade their strengths. Mm. So remember from where you've fallen. So we use a concept called storyboarding where we throw out ideas, one idea per card. And what we're looking to do is literally put 20 or 30 things in a person's life story, because that's really what this is. This is like taking the pieces of a life story, even something that big and highlighting those so just to answer your question about seminary, you know, I, I, I don't know 100% where I'm going other than I had graduated from mighty TCU, the Hone Frogs, and <laughs> ended up going to Dallas Seminary. But I wasn't sure. I wanted to work with families. But, you know, you're there to learn how to be a preacher. But I wanted to be in family ministry. And I walk into the Christian home which is with a guy named Dr. Howard Hendricks. Great was, Dr. You know, Howard oh yeah, Howie the, Hendricks. The Howie Hendricks, you know, and just incredible. And he goes, he was from New Jersey, had this gravelly voice. And he goes, you know, men, because there were only men back then at Dallas Seminary. I'm so old. And, um, and he, <laughs> he goes, all right, I want you to, I'm going to give you a test. If you pass this test, you'll be successful in ministry. If you don't, I can almost guarantee you won't.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: No pressure. Yeah. So
3: here he goes, all right, take out a piece of paper and he goes, I want you to write down your three greatest weaknesses. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, if this is what makes you really, I'm going to. I'm going to be really good. Boom, 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 come to mind, quickly. Because, oh my gosh! Here they are. Yeah. I, 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 only, yeah, only three. I, I do like twenty. You know, I've got, I get a legal pad out. You know, kind of a deal. And everybody's writing. And I'm always sitting in the back of the room. I'm the back of the room guy. You know, and so I'm looking down at a hundred students, and they're they're all right, having no trouble coming up with their weaknesses. And so then he calls times out, and he goes, "Okay, that's not the real test. Flip it over, and here's the real test. What are your three strengths?" Hmm. You know, what's God put in your life? And so that's what we do with life mapping is we start out, remember from where you've fallen. You want to get back to that kind of that first love with Christ, that sense of uh, just being in love. You know what love does is it gets you moving. And, And so we start off with, helping people see their strengths. And uh, Kara, we even used something called the Connect Assessment. Yeah, Dr. Dewey Wilson helped us with.
1: Yeah, and we, we've been on here talking about lions and otters and golden retrievers and beavers. <laughs> and, you know, Focus has published The Two Sides of Love, which is all about that. And so, you know, for a lot of people, like he said, they come in and, and they're, they're going, well, I don't have any strengths or I don't see them or I thought it was a strength, but someone just told me it wasn't or, you know, this season is confirmed. Maybe that's not it. And so we're helping them through using different tools and, and And memories of the past to really identify, man. This is who God created me to be. This is about my identity, Um, and these things, regardless of circumstances, are unshakable.
2: No, that's good. In fact, you created a quiz, correct? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, the
1: Connect assessment. Yeah, where you can so you can take that and find out what animal you are. And right all the fun things. I think I
2: know, I, you and I are both otters. Yeah. That I remember so. correctly. Slightly, Slightly, Slightly otters. So those yeah. are the party guys. Come yeah, on, let's go right. have fun, yeah. fun. Fun, 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 fun. So yeah. the lion, everybody dreads the lion. Yeah. You know, the can-do person. Let's go. Take That's the right. hill. Yeah. And so on.
3: And the, but thank goodness we have golden retrievers in this room. Yes. And, and, uh, and, then <laughs> and the beaver. Be, and the beavers <laughs> that are actually taping this. You know, yes. My wife's uh, the beaver. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's do everything yeah. exactly right. Let's so, make pancakes
2: exactly to the amount required. Let me, let me ask you Carrie, uh, why do you think you hearing your dad, you know, talk about that moment writing down his strengths became yeah. very difficult? Why is that so difficult for us to do?
1: You know, I think for so many of us there have been things that have erased or are trying to erase our identity. I mean, we have an enemy that's actively trying to do that. And mm. especially the voices in, in this culture right now are trying to do that in oh, so many boy, ways yeah. or to tell us we don't have a purpose, we're not valuable, or the way that we were created isn't right. It's wrong. We need to change everything about us. And so it's just under attack right now. And that's really, again, where we want to give people that sense of identity of this is who Christ created you to be. And man, that can change the world. And, and I know for me, um, you know, when I was in an abusive Situation, I just wasn't able to hear it. I had people that were willing to tell me huh. things about myself that were true, but I couldn't hear through the lens of what was happening to me. Wow. And I remember he actually gave me, uh, tricked me into meeting him. He offered to buy me new tires, um which you know that's worth the trip. It, it was. It, I was like, yeah, thousand bucks, time with dad. You know, I, I think I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, but he gave me a list of ten truths about who I was, mm-hmm. and at the time I didn't even want to take the paper.
4: Yeah. But I did. Wow, that's and, amazing. And
1: uh, when things would happen or, you know, my ex would say things, I found myself going into the bathroom and pulling out that paper Uh-oh. and going, I don't know if that's true. And then I kind of want it to be, and yeah. well, maybe that could be. And so we're really trying to help people change those pictures where maybe they've been told they didn't have value or purpose or who they are is wrong, and giving them a sense of getting back to that identity in Christ. That's
0: good. Wow, powerful. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Celebrate a lifelong love this holiday season with a special edition print created just for you by award-winning artist Morgan Weisling. A Lasting Love honors the enduring love and generational impact of marriage, which captures a sweet moment between a couple leaving church set in the Pioneer West. See it and get your copy of A Lasting Love at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash specialprint. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash specialprint.
2: God wants true disciples, ones that think like Him, talk like Him, walk like Him. Disciples that bring shalom to the chaos of this world. Pursue that path with the RVL Discipleship series. Bible scholar Ray Vanderlaan will give you the tools to understand the Bible more deeply and inspire you to be a passionate follower of Christ. Watch the first episode at rvldiscipleship.com.
0: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now
2: with the balance of today's programming. John, one additional important part of life mapping before we get into some more of the pictorial approach to this is identifying high hill people. Yeah. What is a high hill person? Well,
3: all right, so think about it. Again, We're there's those three parts to life mapping. You know, there's that, you know, remember from where you've fallen. All right, you do have some strengths. God can use you. You know, you don't have to just deprecate you know, anything you've done, because you're not perfect, or you've done it out of order, because Mm -hmm. so many of us think, well, I did life out of order, you know, I did, I did this and this. So none of it counts. But, you know, that's not true. Uh, So we start off by helping them focus on their strengths. But who was it that just thought you were awesome at some point in your life? And here's where it all comes out. Is University of Virginia did a study where and it was a visual perception study, a, a guy named Prophet uh, that, that did this study. And they would take students. So picture, you know, you're walking on campus and there's a big high hill uh, right there on campus. And they would grab people that were by themselves. And then they would grab people that were with somebody. So with the people that were all by themselves, so, the, you know, you put this backpack on them, you're looking up the this high hill, and it's a perception study. So how high is it and how hard is it to climb? And when you were, the people that were by themselves, every one of them overshot. It, hmm. it was higher and it was going to be harder to climb. Hmm. But when you had somebody standing with you and they put their hand on your shoulder and they got a backpack, they're going up with you. And guess what? The mountain shrank. Ah. What I'm getting at is, is what we're saying is, all right, now, who is it that was absolutely crazy about you? When you walked in the room, man, their eyes lit up. And, and Carrie we explain, we, we've got yeah. kind of a thing we can coach them right now yeah, to do. So
1: wherever you are right now, kind of think back to where were you when you were 10 years old? Um, you know, and if you lived in an apartment, you can kind of levitate or whatever, but you're 10 years <laughs> old and you're looking in your home. Is there somebody there whose eyes just lit up when they saw you? Who was it that was crazy about you? And, you know, unfortunately for a lot of us, maybe there wasn't anybody or, you know, it, we hear we honestly hear this all the time. It was the dog. The dog was excited. Yeah. My family wasn't. But, yeah. my, you know, we had, I at least had a pet. But what, maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a friend or a random stranger or somebody that just really made a difference. And you could just tell, man, that person is so excited to see me. Yeah. And their eyes just light up. And that's that's what we're talking about because we all need people that are going to go up the hill with us. We yeah. weren't created to do life alone. And and if that was missing, that could be a really key reason why we're feeling stuck.
2: A hard, concrete example of that I think was a teacher that you noticed and she or he was helping a student named Mark. And you, I think that was in the, the book. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and basically she got uh, these – Students, you know, they're all. It's the end of the year, but he's having a tough time staying focused. You know, and Never. so she stopped everybody and she goes, "All right, I quit. The, I want you to take out a piece of paper." And she had written down everybody's name from the class on this piece of paper. All right, it was actually two pages, so you had everybody in the class, and you had to write down the the thing about them that you like the most or you thought was really neat about them. And then she collated those. She took them all, went home, collated them all, uh, all the responses. And so each kid got like 30, you know, uh, or 25 however many students were in there, yeah. you know. And for one kid, it, it made all the difference. In fact, when he died, he was a, a soldier that was killed. Um, when he when he died, that was his folks at the funeral gave the teacher that it said guess what he had in his pocket you know in his wallet yeah. when he passed away he yeah. had kept it for years it was all taped well
2: up. yeah yeah in fact that's exactly what ecclesiastes says right that two are better than one because mm-hmm. they have a good return for their labor if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one mm-hmm. to help them up yeah you know that that Does uh, give me a little pause about loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Yeah. Have you spent time contemplating that?
1: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is really hard to love other people when you don't love yourself. But even
2: that makes us wince a little bit as Christians. Like, how do we do that? It sounds like lacking humility. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. You know, But I think there's a big difference between saying, this is who God has created me to be and holding that in confidence. Because it's not us. He gave that to us. And when that's in order, it's not pride, you know, and really he gave us these gifts to bless and serve and love other people and to show his light and love. So I think when it's in order, it feels that pride kind of element disappears a little bit. Mm -hmm.
2: Another aspect of the book is uh, identifying your freeze points. So what what are freeze points? That's not when I stick my tongue on an ice cube. (laughs) (laughs) Which
3: would be good. That's a a great movie we watch every year. But um, you know, it's interesting. There's really two aspects to freeze points. So we've looked at the strengths, right? And so picture on their life map, they might have 20 things up there that are the positives. But now it's time to say, okay, what are the seasons of hurt? So, for example, my dad leaves, you know, when I'm two months old. He took one look at my twin brother and I, and, and that was, that <laughs> oh, did it. sad. You know? I'm sorry. Well, that's I know, but, but it's like, it's just, you know, he was an old 3rd Marine Division guy that, came back from the war hating God and man and and just couldn't deal with it mm. and still trying to drink away all the pictures and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so he took one look at Twins, and that was, you know, he took off and I never saw him again till till college. But the interesting thing, you know, is when you think about that, season of time now it's so that's what a freeze points does is what is that season of time maybe you worked with somebody that was a really tough boss and man it was just every day you would walk in and then you start getting sick you know real easy and the doctor's going what's why are you getting sick so much what's the stress in your life and it's that thing or you're in a long season of hurt um but here's the interesting thing why we get them to talk about Okay, well, tell us about that season of hurt in in uh hebrews five eight did you know uh it's interesting, but it says that Jesus was trained okay by the things he suffered huh. okay he learned obedience through the things he suffered. so wait a minute, how did Jesus learn anything? We think he learned everything, and yet he we know that he also you know grew but there is something about going through seasons of hurt that on the other side of it, you can learn, okay, Lord, What have you taught me through this? So that's the second area, freeze points. And
1: and I think it's important to note, too, I mean, these can be individual, you know, like you talked about your dad bailing out or a season of abuse or a prodigal kid, but these can also be collective. You know, we all just went through COVID, which was a huge freeze point for all of Mm this. You know, together, you know, think about seasons like the Great Depression and different things. So these can also be collective experiences that impact everybody as well.
2: Sure. Right at the end, we'll pick up next time, but here, Mm -hmm. how do you thaw the freeze points, which I guess would be the goal? Yeah,
3: Yeah. that is absolutely. But a big part of it is where um, you begin to look and see, okay, what was it that that produced in my life that God actually, and and this is hard, it's hard to get people sometimes to think about this. So there's nothing positive about my dad bailing out, okay? Uh, I'm not saying that at all, but... It was when you began. When I began to look at it, we had to take responsibility really early. Right. Okay. You grew up fast. Single parent mom. We grew up fast. I was so open to the gospel because, man, I needed a a dad, and out here comes Doug Barham, my young life leader that showed up. And John, you were Youth for Christ. I Mm -hmm. imagine there was a Youth for Christ leader that showed up in your life, and uh, I was so hurt and in need of things. So all of a sudden you begin to see, okay, that was a really tough season, but Lord, look at what you created in my life, you Mm -hmm. know, because of it, what I learned from it. And and so that's really where we're helping people with this whole life map. Well, and is there
1: anything in there that we haven't addressed that might be why we're still stuck?
2: You know, I'm thinking of characters of the Bible like Joseph, my goodness, did he have stuff stacked against him? His brothers Thought of killing him, sold him into slavery, but God used it in a very unique plan yeah. where he then you know, ran Egypt yeah. and yeah. was able to give them food so they didn't die. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how there is a silver lining. And I love that scripture, and a good place to end is with in uh, Psalm thirty-four eighteen, I believe it is, where it says, he's close to the brokenhearted yeah. Yeah. and saves those crushed in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. You, the question is always, why don't we run to that then? Well, it's because we like comfort. Mm -hmm. But let's come back next time, pick it up, and talk more specifically about applying this to the life map, doing a pictorial, what that looks like. This has been really good. And, man, if we have touched some issues for you today, um, first of all, we have caring Christian counselors Mm -hmm. who are here to talk with you, pray with you, give you or provide to you some additional resources to help you move closer to God and hopefully get unstuck as we've talked about today. Certainly one of the best things we could do is uh, offer you the book that uh, John and Carrie have done, Where Do I Go From Here? If you're asking yourself that question, why not get the book? We'll make it so easy. If you can be a a donor, participate with us, give us a, a gift of any amount, $10, $15, doesn't matter, monthly or one time, we'll send you the book as our way of saying thank you. If you cannot afford it, We are a Christian ministry. We'll get it in your hands and trust others. We'll cover the cost for that. Mm -hmm. So there's no barrier for you. If you're in that spot, we want you to have this great resource to get out of the hole you're in Mm -hmm. because God does not want you in that pit. Mm -hmm. He wants you thriving in Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, contact us today. Donate as you can and request that book by our guests. It's uh, once again called Where Do I Go From Here? Life Mapping Your Way from Personal Chaos to Purposeful Calm. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, and we've got all the details uh, about donating, getting the book, and reaching out to our counseling team uh, at focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast or call 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back as we continue the conversation and, once again, help you and your family thrive in Christ. You're listening to Focus on the Family's weekend broadcast. We'll take a quick break and then return with the second half of this program for your family. Stay tuned.
4: If the fights with your spouse have become unbearable, if you feel like you can't take it anymore... There's still hope. Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped thousands of couples like yours. Our biblically-based counseling will help you find the root of your problems and face them together. Call us at 1-866-875-2915. We'll talk with you, pray with you, and help you find out which program will work best. That's 1-866-875-2915.
1: And really, so the Bible gives us this incredible outline or even instructional plan on here's how you can get back on track when things absolutely derail. And life mapping really gives us a process to do that.
0: That's Carrie Trent Stageberg. Uh, She's Dr. John Trent's daughter and co-author, and she's talking about the life-changing process she and her dad teach. It's called life mapping. And we're so glad to have them back today on Focus on the Family to share more. Thank you for joining us. Your host is Focus President and
2: author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, you know, life can hit us out of nowhere. It could be something as simple as appliances breaking down, and maybe there's not enough in the bank account to take care of it. What do you do? Or losing a job, Uh, maybe post-COVID. You haven't really recovered in some way with getting back to work in Mm -hmm. the office, etc. There's just so many things that can knock us off our rhythms, And I really appreciated the discussion we had last time with John and Carrie talking about life mapping. I don't think we pay enough attention to it. We're such a go-go-go culture that we don't look back and say, okay, where was I headed and why was I headed in that direction? And am I in the right direction right now? Mm -hmm. That's the essence of what we're talking about. And if you missed it last time, go to the uh, website, download the discussion, get the app for your smartphone, and listen that way. But uh, it is a wonderful reminder of what God has in store for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of positive um, movement in the last uh, conversation. And I think you'll get stepping stones to a better place today as we continue the discussion with uh, Dr. John Trent and uh, Carrie Trent Stageberg. They're speakers and authors and work together at strongfamilies.com. And uh, they've written a book that is really the foundation for the discussion today. It's called, Where Do I Go From Here?, Life Mapping Your Way from Personal Chaos to Purposeful Calm. And
2: uh, stop by the website to learn more. John and Kerry, welcome back. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Great to be here. I love this. You know, uh, Ray Vanderlaan, who we did the That the World May Know series with, he, I went to Israel, Gene and I went to Israel with him, and there's a section in his training where he's just talking about God's shalom, his peace, mm-hmm. and yeah. that this world, yeah. when sin entered this world, chaos, entered the world and jesus came to take that chaos away from us as believers and i thought wow isn't that it's parallel with what you're talking about when your life is chaotic that's not where god wants you to be he wants you to feel and sense his shalom his peace that's why he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light right
3: yeah oh man what a great way to kind of encapsulate that whole life mapping thing because once you realize oh my goodness maybe the lord really was there in the strengths and the struggles in the past and we help them see these pictures um it, it is amazing the energy we're trying to get them to regain that first love you know and and but it's so helpful i think to again just have that sense of man my story is connected right and there really are some things and so that's what we just love about getting to do this with yeah and
2: we covered last time and you you both hit it so wonderfully how we need our identity rooted in christ and that gives you a certain confidence it's not um ego or cockiness it's confidence in christ i know who i am because i know whose i am Um, carrie let me ask you this in terms of the life mapping you speak in the book about um, image management and authentic living yeah the difference Talk about, I mean, what I think is image management, social media. Oh my gosh, it's Pinterest, it's everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, kind of just a quick definition of how we look at it. It's when the public self and the private self exist, but they're not the same. And, and I think you hit it on the head. I mean, not that all of us are image managers on social media, but for the most part, it really is a highlight reel of here are the best moments in life, and maybe we'll share a couple of the struggles. But the reality is is we want that public self and that private self to be the same thing. Yeah. And when they're not, we run into big big problems let me
2: ask you this i hadn't thought about it this way but you look at paul and paul writes you know those things i don't want to do i do and the things i I do i don't want to do yeah he's kind of getting to that that's his public real and his private yeah i mean it's kind of interesting i never thought of it that way and the point in there is we're striving to be authentic yeah down to our core to be who we are both privately and publicly but, you know, we're in a fallen world. There's going to be these little yep. gaffes that we have. We're not going to, you know, we're going to yell at the kids maybe or, you know, yep. do something that is incongruent with our Christian faith. Absolutely. What, what do you do with that? How do you, where yeah. do you go with that when you go, oh, Lord, forgive me for that. I didn't mean to snip at the kids. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's really kind of what we're trying to help people identify. And and in reality, there are two different types of image managers, right? There are those of us that do that because we're sinful people and, life happens or man, we made a mistake or even something in our past is keeping us trapped in bad patterns that we just can't quite break out of. And then there's intentional image management where there really is that deceit. And we've created this false identity for so long that all of our energy is going into maintaining that. And so really kind of that first step is identifying where are we at on this scale? Is this, man, I've, I've got some things to work on because I'm human or I've got some major things that I really need to look at. Yeah, that's good. And and either way, God can provide freedom. From that. Oh, of
2: course, of course. In fact, you use a term called flashpoints. Yeah. Describe flashpoints and what they are.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we we start off looking at strengths, but then we want to look at struggles, those freeze points that we talked about. But then, for some of us, we want to be aware of you know a couple things. One is a flashpoint, and it, this ties in a little bit with Carrie. Uh, we we're working with this one uh, individual, and you know. God bless her. She was really having trouble connecting with anybody, kind of in her life, and so much of it was this lack of trust. And so, as we're as we're putting up all these pictures of her life story, I said, "Well, what were some flashpoints? What was something in your life?" So now, a flashpoint can be good, kind of like you know, here's. Saul and his way to, you know, Damascus, and boom, it becomes Paul, and he, the Lord meets him, and, you know, the that's whole That's like a
2: literal flashpoint. That's point. a
3: flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> well, and,
1: and that's kind of what they are. They're like that lightning moment where there's, that happens and everything's different, positive yeah. or negative. Yeah.
3: Well, she's, she's in high school. So we're, remember, we're looking at decades, you know. Tell right. us about your life story. What were some flashpoints? So she goes, Well, I'm a senior in high school. I come home from school. My mom has left a note. I'm, I'm, they're living on base i'm at the commissary you know getting getting groceries i'll be back she starts doing her homework there's a knock on the door opens the door and there's the base commander and the base chaplain Mm. well if you're if you're a military kid you don't you don't want to see the base commander. her dad had just died uh flew into a a sam missile this is back during vietnam and she said you know that uh her mom came back uh, finally, you know, from shopping, and she just fell apart. And within a year, she was living with her grandparents. And there, were, all her whole life, she goes, there was before Dad died, there was after Dad yeah, died.
2: Yeah, it was, it was the tipping point. And it was point. instant. And,
3: but, yeah. So it, that's the flashpoint. But then there's something called untied transitions, and that's, like, where we're saying, you know, well— w- how did you deal with that and for her she had never closed the loop on ah. that mm. and that was that that flashpoint you know that that it's like somebody walking in and saying you've got cancer mm. or your kid has cancer mm. and boy you look at your life story and you have such a hard time thinking well there isn't any more to my life story mm. that flashpoint just can sometimes on the negative side can just freeze you. So that's what we're trying to get people to do is look at the strengths and the struggles.
1: Well, and to get back to image management and authentic living, oftentimes it's those things that then create the patterns that we're living in that create that image management. Yeah, You know, so out of that, she didn't deal with it. So she couldn't get close to people and have healthy relationships because she was so shut off and fearful that someone else was going to bail out on her. That was really important. And when she saw that, she could begin to move into authentic living with christ and with others
2: yeah that's a great outcome john i want to i want to go back a little bit to the process because some people have heard us last time and today allude to uh kind of storytelling and as a person is talking with you you're anticipating about 20 to 30 three by five cards that they're (laughs) going to mark up which are these milestones in their lives right good and bad Mm -hmm. with all these uh you know Labels we put on them, the Hill people from last yeah. time, Flashpoints. In fact, uh, this began to evolve for you. These these points in your life. I think it was a dinner, an anniversary, first anniversary dinner. Well, now, oh, yeah. Okay, now let me just say, all the wives, <laughs> go ahead and turn down however you're listening to us right now because this is really bad. Yeah, <laughs> what bad. is it? First After anniversary the with dinner. him and my mom. And- <laughs> yeah.
3: But well, so you know, if you think about my life map, you know, okay, maybe I've got some strengths, but. You've got this freeze points and then some flash points, some tough things that had happened, and 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 uh, ha- I, but I hadn't really kind of closed the loop on them. Um, and remember the image management we just talked about, you know. Uh, so now I'm I'm a youth pastor making all that good money. Oh you yeah, know? you're and in the we've dough. Been, we've been married for a for a whole year, and um, and uh, for our anniversary we we decide to go to a marriage conference, and you guys do those, you know, and uh, Greg Smalley, and you guys do such a great job at those. But I was in two softball leagues. I'm in my doctoral program, working all the time. We have no couple friends because we're working all with kids, And uh, but I think we're doing great, right? So we go to this conference, and we're driving back, and we have a maverick. Boardman, Gene had, had a though. maverick. Oh, My man. wife, Gene, had a maverick. Okay, well, bench seats—that's so how you get two other couples. So there's, so we could get six, six three people and three. in the car: three and three, three up in the front, three in the back, and we drive back. And I go, "Hey, let's do something. Let's go. You know what? We just been to this great uh, marriage thing, and 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 I had canceled some softball games to go. So I'm thinking, I'm, you know, let's go around and one to ten, and just talk about how you know, where we're at on our marriage. We'd all no. been married all in the same Sunday school class, all been married a year or less. All together. Yeah, all yeah, together good. in the car. And uh, so I go, this Cindy, we'll, st- we'll start. I know, I, we'll start. And Cindy goes, well, uh, I don't want to do it. And <laughs> yeah, oh, that been really the first clue. Uh, and I, but I put, I, I, I think, uh, always with the jokes, come on, she doesn't always joke. She goes, no, I don't want to do it. No, come on. You know, she goes, well, I'd, I'd say we're probably a three.
2: <laughs> on a scale of one to 10. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 10 being good i'm telling you the tension level in the car goes right yeah, to the top yeah. nobody else wants to share their one to 10 <laughs> but i i drop off the first couple oh real funny cindy drop off the second couple and as soon as we get around the corner you know i'm going. i i mean otters have teeth you know we're we're uh you know you and i are pretty verbal and i and i go do you know what they're doing right now they're calling the senior pastor we are toast you know do you have any idea and she goes well you know what if you she, she has beautiful blue eyes my wife she looks at me and she goes look at me she goes if you don't want me to answer a question like that then don't ask <laughs> and i kind of drop my head and she goes and i gave you a point because you know I, I i gave you a point and i go well thank you one whole point so let's get this straight <laughs> i'm i'm in seminary i'm being paid to be good i'm on a pastoral team and i'm at a two and it's been a year you know, so you see what I'm getting at? Oh yeah. And I remember just all of a sudden, cause this leads to kind of getting that clear plan. I remember saying, okay, you know, I drop in my head and I said, well, all right, help me. What would be one thing that moved it from a two to a three or, yeah. or a four? And we began to, again, kind of create a, because I had a clear plan on how to have a crummy home. I was living that out, okay? What I didn't have was a clear plan that really got me moving toward God's best. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do kind of in life mapping is when that person comes to the point where, all right, forget the image management, forget, you know, trying to be perfect. Okay, it's time to, for me, I had to deal with, some of the struggles and some of the untied tra- you, see, you know what I mean I, so you know and so just we began to say with our marriage you know in our spiritual life you know we began to use those cards to come up with a plan right that really and man just having a plan um, I, I, there was an interesting study in the, uh, done years ago with Easy Bake uh, you know Betty Crocker has this easy, easy Bake kind of a thing and they made it too easy
2: so, so I wouldn't know anything about I know that. Right I'm it's sorry. like you
3: have to just add an egg. If they just yeah. added one step, you know. So oh, I got a plan. I can add one. I can just throw in an egg and I can do this. <laughs> but they needed one. They needed a plan. They needed something. People need yeah. That's that good. Sense. And so that's what this is all. About. Carrie, let
2: me ask you. In there, you yeah. you refer to three key words for people to keep in mind when considering their plans and their goals. What are those three words?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, credibility, confidence and communication are, are really kind of those three C's and and really what we're talking about here is sort of a process for for creating energy and movement forward. Um, you know, so far we've looked at the past and then why? where am I stuck? But really now we're trying to build that momentum to get people moving towards a positive future. And one of those key things um, really is the confidence to do that, because even just having a plan adds that extra layer of confidence will I'm not just shooting in the dark. I, I have a step in front of me. Even right. if it's a small step, I can do that. And so it's really encouraging people to begin that process of movement um, and also to do that within community, which is kind of that communication piece. I mean, we were not created to do life alone. And, you know, a lot of us, we've got challenges, but we don't have people to walk with us. Right. Back and to so, the
2: yesterdays. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: which is critical, you know, and we, we're going to get farther down the road and we're going to stay on track when we have those people. And so it's really really... really encouraging people to build that kind of community and connection around that and then that credibility piece of you know we want to be the real deal you know this isn't just about behavior modification and you know you shared that in the story there was a heart change and a humility that had to take place in order for that to really begin to change you know your relationship and so we want to be authentic from the inside out not just change our behavior this focus
0: on the family broadcast will continue in just a moment
4: I'm here asking people what happens when you turn 70 and a half. You get free ice cream for life?
0: Uh, you get more senior discounts?
4: When you turn 70 and a half, you're eligible for an IRA charitable rollover. And you can give that to Focus on the Family. You can find out more at FocusPlannedGiving.com. Reduce your taxable income and help families thrive for generations to come. It's a gift that appreciates, and we appreciate you for giving it.
0: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming.
2: Carrie, what does it mean to live in learned helplessness?
1: Yeah, you know, learned helplessness is a term. A scientific study was done, and I'm not going to go into details because it's horrifically sad, but essentially the purpose of the study was to determine can a specific type of animal animal become so hopeless that they just give up. And the reality is, is yes. And even if the threat is removed, they're so conditioned to just give up that they're not gonna move even when the threat is gone. And right. that can happen to us as people ah. as well. We're so conditioned, man, I, I've tried so many times and it hasn't worked. Or I've tried and I've, I've failed, you know, and, and we get so conditioned that we just can't move forward. And so really what we've built into life mapping is the opposite of that, which we call learned hopefulness. And it's actually planning to fail, which is my favorite part of life mapping because, you know, I've got enough otter in me where I create a plan and it's basically laughable <laughs> that it's going to actually go according to plan. And so, but when you have a plan for when things get off track or when things get hard or when you blow it big time, you're a lot more likely to actually get back on track
2: mm. no that's yeah. good and i like that that idea of hopefulness that's the goal yeah. right it, it
3: is and you know do you remember a long time ago when uh gps first came out on your phone do you remember <laughs> that voice remember that voice that would go recalculating rerouting <laughs> <or re-rooting, laughs> i re-rooting. think it still does that actually <laughs> yeah I, I hate that you know my, now on most phones now it just you know It just takes an advantage, Okay, you got off track, but see, that's life. People think life is linear, and it's not. You know, we we talk about how it seems like chaos, but what we're trying to say is, God has been there in every step in your life, in the strengths, in the struggles. When you were an image manager, I mean, when that was almost professional, and when you decided, no, I want to be the real thing and I'm going to get a plan. Uh, but anytime you get a plan, you're basically begging that plan to be blown up, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then at that point, you know, though, you're saying, okay, Lord, uh, let me give you an example. You know, we're working with this lady and she's making a bunch of progress individually, and then all of a sudden she had a a uh, kid that went off the rails and so let's push pause on the life map what we got to deal with this over here now she comes back to it well then her husband had a there was a challenge with her husband she had to push pause do you see what i'm getting at so there's that sense in which it was like rerouting rerouting re right. okay yeah. so i wanted i want to live out this cool life plan because that's creative and it's energy yeah. and what god gives us to move towards him but learned hopefulness is that that sense of okay lord even if that, uh, you know, if something challenges it. Uh, uh, can I give you a real quick example? Going home for Christmas. Mm. There's, we work with a lot of people where uh, we're looking at their life map. So what's something that could blow up your plan? And it's so funny, but a lot of people go home and they're back and they're, they're, they're maybe 35-year-old, yeah. but they're yeah. 16 years old when they go home. Or that maybe their parents, you know, don't know the Lord and you're they're showing your kids stuff and you're just, you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, here I am, I'm trying to, you know, and, and so it's all right, what are the things that are that could, you know, again, blow up that plan and then start saying, okay, Lord, uh, I, I'm going to anticipate that. And, and it, it really is a huge help in terms of getting people yeah. to move forward. I'm thinking,
2: you know, someone's listening and the key to me is a person that's feeling helpless, what's my first step to feeling hopeful? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's that got to be the right question they should ask. Yeah, and yeah. I and
1: I think so much of that is, you know, more of the same never brings change. And a lot of times our actions dictate feelings, not the reverse. And so when we actually start moving, all of a sudden – we begin to feel that energy, and begin to see that difference. And I think for so many people, this is the place where they begin to realize things can actually be different because yeah. Yeah. they go home and they've anticipated some of those challenges. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do it the same way that I've been doing it. Yeah. There is a way out. Or, you know, I wasn't perfect, but man, it was 10 times better than what it has been.
2: Why do you think we, we avoid changing if the outcome is the same for us? In certain situations. I mean what?
1: change is hard. It, it yeah. is. Is that and the simple answer? I, I think so. I mean I know for me change is hard and, and right. also we get comfortable in those roles and a lot of times it takes effort and energy to break out and do something different. It's very
2: illogical.
1: Yeah. It is, yeah. But,
3: I mean but, it really is. But I'll tell you when you have somebody telling you You're pathetic. You can't do it. A lot of times that just erases. We go right back there, and we're kind of where we started on day one, where we talked a little bit about how you remember how how you just cannot uh, move forward because you're just, you know, the key to change is in the past. Boy, they never liked me, and so here I am over here with my plan, but, boy, this can't change. And all of a sudden you begin to realize when you look at the totality of that life map, that was over here the lord's with me over here i really can change
2: yeah. yeah you know let me ask you this the the final part of the life map process is creating a memorial marker mm-hmm. yeah uh, i guess what is a memorial marker and how does it relate to the memorials that God has his people in the Old Testament go through yeah, yeah.
3: well real real quick the um terms of the scriptural example remember that one of them was where the, you know he leads the nation of Israel not only across the Red Sea but also across the Jordan at flood stage and then they go across on dry land and then they come back and get those stones and pile them up so that's the memorial marker and then it's like bring your kids back here and look at that and let to be a reminder. So what we try to do with people is say, okay, what's something that can give you a picture of where you want to go? I'll give you an example. Okay. And for those that are listening, I'm opening up a uh, a piece of paper, an old okay? piece of paper, a really old piece of paper that's taped together, and this would be an example of a memorial marker. Now it could be anything, you know. It could be a rock. You know, we went to a right. camp, and I got a, I got a rock when we were up in the mountains there in Colorado, and and it's on your desk, and it's a reminder of some decisions you made. Uh, you know, to that's but, cool. But for me, I you know I used to hate my dad, and so much of my Energy, And then I became a Christian, and I just intensely disliked him. And then I began to grow in Christ and realize I'm becoming just like him. I don't even know him, you know. <laughs> and and uh, so then I meet my great uncle. And my great uncle is my dad's uncle. And it was a total accident that I met him in Texas. But he ended up becoming the closest thing I've ever had to a dad. And long story short, uh, he writes me this letter when he's dying. Okay. Mm. And he goes, It's kind of come a surprise to you, but I've decided to do a living will. Anybody, have Mm. you ever had to do that where you're the one that's saying it's time? Okay. And so he says his lawyer's going to contact me and and all this stuff. And he goes, Thank you, John. You've helped me so much in the past, and I'm sure you will continue to do so because you are my son. Mm. And I can't even tell Mm. you i had somebody remember those high hill people yeah i had somebody in my life now my dad i carry his name but he never chose to bless to me or to say something yeah and uh even to the day he died he held his hand for eight and a half hours as he cussed at me for praying for him and i didn't preach it just he died of congestive heart and lung failure it's a terrible way to die and i just prayed for mercy for him um but i never got the blessing from him but i'm telling you i got it in print. So so it's like, okay, Lord, can I really change? Remember Josiah mm-hmm. in Scripture? His grandfather was horrible. His dad was just as bad. And he says, and Josiah walked in all the ways of his father David. Well, wait a minute. His father was actually this other He had to switch fathers. You see what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, oh, I did. Identity to, again. Yeah, yeah, identity. And so, you know, I've got Jesus I, I've got at least one person in my life that said, you're my son. And all of a sudden, mm. you know, that purpose begins to be there. And and so that's what we love about life mapping is when people, you know, find something. Uh, we heard of a guy where he, you know, got blown up in Afghanistan and he still kept the boots from uh, the blood on him and everything. But they were a reminder that, OK, I lived and you know, God's not done with yeah. me.
2: Well, this is all so good. And, you know, it's hard to capture this, but we've got the book, and, you know, that's the place to go. And I hope you can get in touch with us and let us provide that to you. It's called Where Do I Go From Here? And the people that you've done this with, it's really changed their lives. So that's the proof in the pudding. So get a hold of us here at Focus. We have Caring Christian Counselors. We can start there if you're in difficulty. But if you're connecting with this and you're saying, I just need a map. I need to know what to do. Let's do it together, and if you can make a gift of any amount, uh, monthly or one time, we'll send it to you as our the book, as our way of saying thank you for being part of the ministry. If you can't afford it, we'll get it to you. We'll trust others. will cover the cost of that. Just get in touch with us, and let's change what you're doing for the better and for Christ. Hmm. Yeah, we're a phone call away. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word
0: family, 800-232-6459. Or stop by
2: focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast. All right, Carrie, John, thanks so much for being with us. This has been really good. Thank well, you, yeah, thank
3: you. For it's us. J- what an honor to get to. You know, I started with you guys in Arcadia, California, and uh, and now <laughs> that's now a few in this m- moons stadium. ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was a yeah. little yeah. bit ago. Yeah,
2: but it's, it's so great good to have Carrie here too.
1: Yeah, yeah it's been three generations. Yeah, there, right <laughs> you here, got, so. Number two's on the way. Number two is yeah. on the way. That's
0: fantastic. And thank you for joining us today for Focus on the Family. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, I'm John Fuller inviting you back next time as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.